Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. So we are continuing the online series for the up and coming. I mean, up and coming is, it's a, it's a weird expression uh, in that I feel like you're up, up, up already, uh, Justin. So Justin is with us. Hello. You are uh, the owner and the, the founder of Hybrid Health. Hybrid Health here in Boise, Idaho. Woo! That's right. So I, I, you know, I do research, a little bit of research, and I, I like when I, I find it fascinating when I find someone with a BA in psychology, a master's in kinesiology, and you've studied with every teacher known to man. Quite a few. Yeah, quite a few. <laughs> you studied with quite a few. And, and how you got in the up and coming series was through a recommendation from, I, I mean, you, I just really want you to feel this. Can you feel this with me, Justin? Hold on. From Whitney Lowe. Whitney Lowe <laughs> recommended that I that I get you in the up and coming series. So, uh, and I just found out I didn't realize this, but you actually teach with him a, a little bit when he's uh, out and about teaching live. When he's out and about teaching in person, if he needs an extra hand, I'm one of the guys. You're one of the guys. I'm one of the guys. So, one of the people. So, I mean, all right. There's a lot to cover. I mean, you, you're, you're doing a lot of things, but let me just start off with, because I think there's going to be an interesting story behind the hybrid health. How did you come up with that name? So initially, you know, the idea is when you look at trying to help people get recovered, healthy and well, you know, one approach is rarely the answer, right? We're holistic, multifactorial people. And so we have to approach things from various perspectives. And some people require more of the physical and some people require more of the psycho-emotional and some people require a nice soothing touch and some people require getting out there and pushing their bodies. And so hybrid health was the concept of bringing in a multimodal approach, a holistic approach of different types of practitioners, not just body workers to help people get well. So, yeah. That's one of my, I mean, that's, we were talking that some people have very, uh, their, their lenses are very focused and uh, mm -hmm. so you have wide, wide lenses. So yeah. uh, I want to just, let's get back to Whitney for a little bit. Sure. Uh, what was it, what is it, what, what was it like? How did you get to know Whitney Lowe and, and how would you describe him as a teacher? I mean, oh man, he is, uh, he's the bee's knees. That's how I'd say he is. Um, I found him when I was, you know, a young graduate looking to learn, right? Just trying to expand myself. Um, I'm always trying to get more knowledge and improve myself. And I came across an article of his, um, and it was just by far the most well written, concise to the point, making difficult information, very obtainable. And it drew me right in. Sometimes I'll come across articles and the information's good, but the presentation might be a little bit sloppy or just not super clean. And his just checked all the boxes. And I said, you know, I, don't, I didn't even know who he was at that point in time. Like I said, very young graduate. And I said, I want to study this person. Uh, so I went online, looked him up, found his online content. He's got a tremendous online study program. And I went through all of it and I just stayed in touch with him as I was doing it. Did it over the course of a couple of years, I think. Um, and we just feel very, very lucky that I kind of stumbled upon that. <laughs> And that you didn't just stop with Whit Whitney, you too. You've also taken uh, Eric Dalton, James Wolfowski, and a, a bunch of others. So, how would you describe your body work, or or or, or is that your main focus? I, I know you're doing some classes of your own, and I'm very excited. You just yeah, I got I got my finger in a few different pies. Um, the body work that I do, I always say is you know it's mostly outcomes based, right? So it doesn't matter you know 
kind of I'm going to mix and match what I'm going to do to meet your outcomes. And it could be, you know, a different outcome on, for the same person on a different day. So essentially, it's trying to work. I, do, I mean, it's pretty simple. The, the more I learn, the more simple my techniques tend to get. But it's just helping people to settle down, let their tissues sort of calm down a little bit and provide them with a little bit of like neurological feedback. Right. That's what manual therapy is all about. It's about getting into those tissues, moving things around in ways that maybe they haven't been moved in a while because we're pretty static people. Even those of us who are very fit, we still don't have tremendous ranges of motion that we go through on a daily basis. Well, right? looks like you do, Justin. Just well, you know, I talk about it, teach about it. But even I'm super locked up, right? And so it's just helping to provide them with that feedback so they can have a better understanding of where they are at in their body. And then together as a team, kind of come up with ideas on how do we make improvements from here based on their priorities, right? What is most important in their life? We always base, you know, a rehab or a care program based around getting back to the activities that they aren't doing as well as they want to do or can't do or are scared to do because um, then they're motivated, right? It has purpose. It has intention. So tell us a little bit. Of, can you please? I know it's not it's not done yet, but you already told me about it and you didn't <laughs> say, Diane, don't say anything. So tell, not. so tell me a little bit about some of your your online class as far as not so much the technique stuff. Yeah. So I teach CE stuff in person and I'm in the process right now of putting a lot of it online. Um, so the one we just shot last week is my favorite class and never in a million years that I think an ethics class was going to be my favorite class to be teaching. Um, so this is, this is surprising to me, um, but it's looking at how we communicate with our clients and leveraging placebo effect, avoiding the nocebo effect helping to understand the client's thought process and finding ways to intervene with some gentle education and manual therapies to change their narrative, to instill them with a sense of confidence that they can get better. Because when you look at the evidence, uh, chances for success as far as positive outcomes are highly, highly, highly influenced on the client's expectations that they can get well, their confidence in themselves to be able to be successful. And if we don't address those things in a positive way, then we're reducing their chance of getting well. And unfortunately, oftentimes, especially in our kind of manual health world, is clients come in and they've been told some pretty scary things that have right. sort of thrown weights on their shoulders, yes. might be trapping them in yeah. the conditions that they're in, right? Like, oh, man, you are so... I got to slip this. I'm too weak. I'm never going to run again. I, oh, you know, and yeah. they come in and they're, they're, they're terrified. And sometimes it's stuff that's been told by other practitioners unfortunately some most of the time it's stuff they've read on the internet webmd they see the worst possible case scenario that oftentimes is not at all what they're dealing with and just being able to help provide them with some reassurance based on fact that they're gonna be okay like that's one of the most important things that we can do and then the hands-on then supports that right because if they are feeling freaked out and scared and insecure they're not going to really relax on that table. It doesn't matter how quality our hands-on work is. They're still going to be kind of like, well, that is, that is an awesome yeah. point because one of the things that I'm constantly looking for from others, just so you guys know out there is I just want, there's nothing better than when you're in it and someone says, everything's going to be okay. You're going to be okay. I, 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 I believe you. I validate what you're feeling right now. I know okay. it's real. But we're going to get you there. We're going to get you there. It's either going to be you and me, or I've got a great referral network that together as a team, we can make this happen. So we, we jumped into to pre current day, but I also want to know, because we didn't cover this at all, how long you've been doing body work and how do you go, you went where, you know, do you have the bachelors and man. So tell yeah. us how it all kind of came to, to so, 
did my undergraduate in psychology and I was doing more like neuropsych studies on like exercise in the brain. I was an athlete my whole life. Um, and then I realized if you want to go down like the neuropsych path, you have to like do a lot of brain studies, which means killing lots of animals. And I didn't want to do that. So I graduated. I said, what do I do next? I don't know. Ended up going to massage school that fall, graduated. This was the uh, body mechanics school in Olympia, Washington. Um, moved to Boise shortly after that. And then started studying, or started doing a lot of the body work studies and then realized, you know, I'm getting people well, but there's something missing here. And for me, it was the movement exercise piece. So then I started doing studies into exercise and strength and conditioning. Um, so now it's kind of hitting from both sides of the coin, right? Doing the manual therapy, loosening things up, balancing out the body. And now let's teach you some basic movement stuff that you can go home and then start engaging these tissues because it's repetition that makes things change, right? Massage is great. And it facilitates and it opens up the body and provides an avenue for getting well. And then that gets magnified and amplified when they then go do something with that, right? With that newfound freedom. Um, and then I was very fortunate to be able to do my master's degree in kinesiology. So that was a lot of motor learning, psychology, philosophy of sport and exercise, strength and conditioning, nutrition. So it gave me like a real nice diverse background and I've been doing it now for like 14 years. So starting to figure it out. So, okay. So all that said, I have to ask you, it's on the tip of my tongue. After sure. you do all that training, right? So you're going through all this stuff, learning all this stuff. I mean, what kind of effect does that have on you as a person? Uh, you go through ups and downs. Um, you know, the more you learn, the more questions it brings up as opposed to answers it gives you. So, you know, I'll have periods where I feel really fired up and I've learned a lot of great material and I feel like I'm getting great results. You know, but then always that client comes in that just stumps you, right? The moment you think you know it all, the next person comes in and just throws it all out the window. Um, so, you know, when you start going down some of these research rabbit holes, it can leave you feeling a little bit confused. Um, but at the end of the day, I know I get people well, my schedule is very full. People come back and they talk about me. So, um, you know, each step is just, you know, makes you that much better. Um, but it just takes, you know, perseverance and confidence. And how do you feel like, uh, uh, you know, how do you feel like it's made you, uh, uh, as a, on a personal level? How do you think it's changed you going through all that stuff? Uh, especially grad school taught me that I can persevere through pretty much anything. Cause when I was, <laughs> when I was doing grad school, I just moved back to Boise here. We moved away for a hot minute. My wife took a job in California we came back and I reopened my business. Um, I've been teaching for four years prior to that. So I was kind of starting over and I was running my business. I had a new son. I was going to grad school and I was playing semi-pro sports. And so I was that all this, see all this, all this gray right here, that all came from like a three and a half year window of all of that. And so when I get into a pinch now, get a little bit of a pickle, I'm like, you're going to be okay. You're you can do this, fine. right? Just, just dig your heels in, get it done. You're going to be fine. So one more, because you just, you keep, every time you talk, then I come up with a different question. What mm. kind of professional sports were you playing? Semi, semi-pro, ultimate frisbee. Get ultimate out! Oh, yeah. Boise yeah. Locks uh, went to nationals this year. Um, I quit playing competitively in 2019, which I'm fine with. <laughs> I'm not injured anymore. Life is good. Uh, but I took that very seriously for about 10 years. Okay. So tell us where I'm going to post your website, but tell us a little bit about some of your up and coming classes. Uh, I'm going to be teaching hopefully in person if COVID doesn't thwart us yet again this year. We got a handful of classes teaching locally here in Boise, Idaho, but then I'm also going to be this spring, I've only got the first half of the year mapped out so far, but we got Olympia, Washington, Santa Fe, 
New Mexico, Salt Lake City, and I'm hoping to get something in the Bay, Sacramento area. My favorite sushi restaurant is in Sacramento, so I'm kind of it's very selfish. I want to teach there so I can go get some sushi. Um, and, yeah. And then I'm trying to get these online classes put back up too. So I got a couple of classes. I got the one that's on ethics, um, placebo, nocebo communication. I've got another one that's titled pain to performance. And so it looks at self-care rehab strategies for sports injuries or just chronic pain in general, like the stuff that happens around the massage table as far as, again, some of the motivational piece and then a lot of the self-care adherence stuff at the end. Because at the end of the day, the client has to do the work and they have to keep doing the work. And oftentimes they will do the work for a little bit and then kind of taper off. And so it's really important to identify how do we create self-care strategies as a team so they have buy-in, the activities are obtainable, they'll be successful. One thing leads to another. I always say self-care should at the very least not be terrible and hopefully be enjoyable. Because if it's enjoyable, you'll actually do it. And if it's that like awful TheraBand exercise that you hate doing, you're only going to do it until you don't need to anymore. And that's usually not a full recovery. Um, and then I got another class that I'm putting together just as far as like basic pain science for the massage therapist. So just you know, simple and sweet, nothing too nerdy, but really understanding like what pain is, what pain isn't, and how we as massage therapists can be a facilitator of recovery in those worlds. So what do you want to, uh, how, do, how, what, how would you describe yourself as a teacher? You didn't really get into that. What? Goofy, fun. And that's kind of been my issue with putting stuff online is I just, I get fired up when I'm with people and I love that social group interaction. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it's pretty specific material meant to be in a way that's obtainable. Like I said, I, I want my stuff to be immediately integrated into the practice, no matter who you are the next day. Right. So it doesn't get lost because we go to these great classes and we learn this phenomenal material, especially on a two day class. I mean, <laughs> which is so much, right? what do you do with it all? And if you can't immediately begin to integrate it, it starts to dissipate, right? It starts to go away. So it's a matter of, you know, identifying, you know, here's great content, not too much, so you don't get that cognitive overload. And that all of us, no matter who we are, whether in a spa or in a medical office or in private practice, that, you know, when we go back to the office the next day, we can start to put it into play so it sticks, right? Because repetition is the only way things are gonna stick. And is there anything you'd like to, any words of wisdom you'd like to leave us with? Words of wisdom, just keep, keep working hard. I mean, don't get complacent. You know, if, if you're passionate about what you're doing, if you like being in this world, which is an incredible profession that we're all in, there's always something new. There's always something to learn. There's always someone exciting to meet uh, and try and get yourself out there. You know, online stuff is great, but also try and get out in person and meet other therapists, do trades, learn from each other. Um, yeah. Justin, referred to me by it. With me, Lolo. It's really yeah. nice to talk with you. Thank you. Until the next time, the up and coming series will keep coming every week. Every week, I'll have someone up and coming for the next couple months. Cool. Appreciate it.